Welcome to the School of Athens by Estelle and Leah. Making philosophy more accessible to younger people. Hi guys, we're back after a while. <laughs> I'm Estelle. I'm Leah. And today we're really going to the depths of metaphysics because we're talking about fatalism. So last week we did, well not last week, last episode we did determinism and often confused with determinism is fatalism and today we're going to talk about it. Yeah, Uh, because if you remember determinism is about everything having a cause or everything being caused by something in the past and fatalism is a little bit difficult to distinguish but Basically, we can sum it up with uh, like saying what will be, will be, or uh, it's different from uh, determinism because it's more abstract. It basically says that everything that happens has to happen, that there is some necessity to everything that happens, you know? So basically that there is no open opportunities anywhere in the future, the past that you can say, for example, today I don't know, tomorrow, like, it's gonna rain or whatever. And, or that's because you can actually look at the weather. (laughs) But it's something that you can't know. Like, you can say tomorrow, like, a stone's gonna fall on my head or something like that. And that it's already determined whether that's going to happen or not. That there's no room, basically, of it happening, for it happening differently than it's already determined to. Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of like confusing if I say that it's already determined to happen. Like it's not because then we confuse it with determinism, but it has to happen. And I guess fatalism is often confused with the belief in Christianity predestination that God has determined whether you'll go to heaven or not before you were born. But like, I think that's a misconception because fatalism is very much logic based and But I think it's important to like also note that there is no one because like with the word fate or destiny, it it seems like there is something or someone deciding what needs to happen. But yeah, as Estelle said with, you know, God, there is no one that decides what's going to happen or there's nothing that needs to happen because of a storyline or something like it's just about things actually like on a yeah as as you said on a logical level being already settled everything the past and present and future is already settled so just to clarify there is a difference between fatalism in literature where it's like everything is inevitable um and the philosophical logical fatalism just yeah not only literature but like generally right and there's also like a difference between um, logical fatalism and theological fatalism, because then um, theological fatalism is to do with how God um, predetermined everything. So yeah. we're just talking about Aristotle's version of fatalism with the sea battle. In fatalism, so I think Aristotle is the best guy who lined out the sea battle argument, which gives like a really nice illustration to this argument. The sea battle is like, so if it is true today that tomorrow there will be a sea battle, then there cannot fail to be a sea battle tomorrow, since otherwise it would not be true today that such a battle will take place. To just like break that down a bit, 
Uh, tomorrow there will be a sea battle, and that's a proposition. And this idea of a proposition is quite important in this topic because um, a proposition is like something that's either true or false. It can't be both. And so if, if this proposition that tomorrow the VSC battle is true, then there, there can't fail to be a sea battle tomorrow because otherwise like this proposition would not be true today. Exactly. And maybe to put it the other way around, like mm-hmm. if you say, for example, today... And today you say tomorrow there is going to be a sea battle and then the day you know passes and the next day comes and there is a sea battle then you would say oh of course like yesterday i was right about that prediction like it was true yesterday that um today there was going to be a sea battle so just yeah. so um, in in retrospect you kind of say that something had to happen or that there was no way that there wouldn't have been a sea battle because obviously there was. I guess you can like prove, almost in a way, prove the truth of your statement because whether that happens in the future or not, whether that is true or false, um, is something that you can see like in the future, and that will like attest to the truth or false of your statement that you said now about the future. Um, but that also like leads into one of like the main counter arguments, just because um, like the truth of or falseness of your proposition can be like tested in the future doesn't mean that your statement now is true or false. Yeah, exactly. So if you say um, that the battle is going to happen tomorrow, then nothing about you know, the moment or nothing about the present makes the statement either true or false. So like right now, your statement doesn't have a truth value. So, you know, there there is basically an open possibility it could be either true or false. This idea of prediction as well is quite key because um, I'm predicting what will happen tomorrow. But that doesn't mean that my predicted statement is true. I mean, um, also, like, another part of this argument is that, you know, if you say there needs to be something happening, you know, for if you need to wait another day for something to come out as true or false, you know, if you need that, um, that like, extra something until you can actually say whether your prediction was true or false, then obviously in the moment there was something missing. So you didn't have, like, that like that knowledge or that truth factor yet. So basically that's uh, one of the main counter arguments to um, to the sea battle argument. But generally, like even though it's difficult to prove or even talk about fatalism, um, it's actually an idea that has held up quite a, for a long time. Like as you, um, as we said, you know, um, Aristotle was kind of the first initiator. Um, and I think it's very interesting to think about it. A lot of people would just be like, oh, a proposition. I'm sure there is some way that something can be true and false at the same time. But the the idea that a proposition can only be true and false and not both, I think that's like a very key idea in philosophy of logic and something that's not easily like taken you can't easily counter it because that would break down like a lot of arguments in philosophy like i feel like that's a very much 
like major topic to debate and um that's not the point about fatalism um and also in in this chapter there's uh just a short example that the author uses which i think is quite interesting they um they said that we observed that my finishing a mile run is not an open possibility at times like now when i haven't been running that's because uh, to finish a mile run i'd have to like cause different things to have happened prior to now so like if i need to be if i need to have um run a mile now there's it must have been that I'm already running, but like right now, there's nothing that I can do about me running because I'm I'm not running at the moment. So I must I must like in order to run a mile now, I have to like change the past so that I can be already running to run a mile. This what I find difficult like with that, or what I find difficult about um, putting that in context with fatalism is that you know obviously you can't change everything you can't like i mean being or not agreeing with fatalism doesn't mean that um you think that anything is possible at any point right but it just means that not everything is settled at every point so obviously you can't change the past like in that moment you can't decide whether like you're gonna run anymore but if you make a prediction for example in 20 years on that day like this is going to happen then i think you know shouldn't there or couldn't there be the possibility also that it like that it's not settled yet whether it happens or not yeah well i think like the success of fatalism really relies on how whether the past can fix the future mm-hmm. um and i think that's a lot of what arguments base their ideas on yeah um, also but, just but I, because like last week i agreed with determinism like p- partly or like not completely so what i find like difficult about fatalism is this aspect of like necessity you know mm-hmm. so that it has like something really has to happen or that everything's already settled and nothing can be like I don't know, can be changed. Yeah. What about the concept of free will and more responsibility in fatalism? Like, what do you think about that? Like, Because that was um, a topic that we talked about in determinism. Yeah, I think it plays kind of less of a role because fatalism doesn't really say that you can't choose to do something, but it says that it's already settled, like, whether you're going to choose it or not, or that it's already is true that you chose something right it doesn't really affect free will i think because it's more about the being settled part or the yeah just this abstract idea of everything already being either like true or false or you know everything already being settled yeah i think it's like less of a sequence or like a linear path in fatalism whereas in determinism it's all about like one thing causing something else and then and then so on and so on Mm -hmm. yeah yeah no i i think so too also almost on a side note do you believe in fate no do you (laughs) um 
No, but like I've always been really into Greek mythology, right? I think one of my favorite stories it was like about this girl who who gets like told her fate, and she's like fated to marry this like her horrendous beast or something, and um, that beast turns out to be this gorgeous angel. Or I don't know. Oh, no. do you psyche? Do you mean the like? Yeah, uh... yeah. Oh, I think yeah. It's, I think it's Eros and Psyche, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that story. Um, but like, I love just this idea of fate is so romantic. But uh, I think in real life, it doesn't really. I don't think so, at least. Also, yeah. with like the whole Oedipal uh, complex with Freud, the whole thing is how um, Oedipus was like fated to marry his mother and kill his father, and oh. he, and then he set off to change his fate. And eventually it still happens. And also in Shakespeare, like all the plays, I don't know, we're going kind of off topic here, but I think it's just, it's just really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mean Macbeth and stuff? Yeah, exactly. But like, just to make it clear, like, um, <laughs> fate doesn't really play a role in fatalism. Like, it's not really, I mean, in fatalism, there's no fate. Let's take uh, Oedipus. Like, in fatalism, if Oedipus was told his fate or like his future or whatever, then he could still change it afterwards. Like it's not, you know, like if he's being told something, then he can still change it. Like he still has free will. That's why I said before that I don't think that like fatalism poses a problem to free will. Fate in these stories is like the, no matter how hard you try to change it, it, it will always end up being that way. And I guess that's not really about free will. I think, like, even if you assert free will, it's just somehow, it just still ends up that way, but that doesn't mean you don't have free will. When I said before that nothing has to happen because of a storyline, but it just has has to happen because of, like, logic. Like, that's what I meant, right? So nothing has to happen because Oedipus has to kill his father and like marry his mother or whatever, like in the end. But it just has to happen because whether he marries his mother is already true or false in this moment, like before it happens. So guys, we hope you kind of got an idea of what fatalism is um, and maybe even understood what we were trying to explain it was a very difficult topic and well done for like coming with us on this journey of understanding fatalism yeah exactly okay so um i think next time we are going to talk about religious philosophy so if Mm -hmm. you're interested in that definitely you know tune in (laughs) yeah well see you next time and hope you have a good time before the next time we talk to you exactly which we don't know (laughs) when it's gonna be but you know (laughs) okay bye bye thank you for coming to our lesson we hope to see you again next week